recording now. We're doing this again. Ooh, I like that. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil! I'm Lucas! And I'm Phil! And today, we have a very special episode Wait, planned for you. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Would you say this episode is very special? I would say very, very <laughs> special. And here's why. Woo. I have why? no idea what we're doing in any part no, of yes, the episode. No, yes, you do, yes, you do, yes, you do, yes, you do. Well, okay, I know the main subject. I know yeah, kind know of where subject. we're headed. Yeah. I don't know what we're drafting. We don't know what we're drafting. I don't, we don't know, know what the dad story is. No dad story. You, you can hear this dystopian music. Well, I'll tell you what we're drafting today. And this is really weird music. I don't know what I... I just started playing something. So. I love it, though. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Here it is. It's like what's going on in my brain half the time. I'm like, I don't know. It's a weird play. And like, boom. Here it is. We're there. Yeah, that's right. And that's kind of the way these episodes work. Although, sometimes they're the opposite. They start out jamming, and then they're like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is definitely copyright for your free music. I want to shout out Danya Vonovos for composing Outstanding. This. Outstanding. Very yeah, groovy. Your mind has to be a weird place to come up with this, so uh, right? I'm proud of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. So, it, yeah, I mean, this is the episode that comes out near... Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Yeah, right? I think right after. But I think I'll just uh, so yeah, right after Valentine's Day. So we, our plan right now, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> our plan is to record a Valentine's Day brief. <laughs> not a boxer. Not a boxer. A brief. Uh, just a really short Valentine's Day episode. It may not happen. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see if we have so, time. So yeah, uh, if that, if that happens, like a five-minute episode, just. Mini mini sode. Purely talking about sexual immorality. <laughs> no. No, is that not love? <laughs> Sex- love. The love is so immortality? Is that what they talk about? <laughs> the sexual immortality. No, not that. This, so, this podcast so has I, been rated explicit. I'll tell you what we're gonna draft today. Today we are drafting Christmas movies. It's Totally out of season. Okay. We should have done it last time because it was closer to the holidays. That's okay. But this is, and you know, maybe we should just do holiday movies. I get the number one pick. All right. That's true. So Lucas gets the number one pick. So Christmas movies, um, and I, I tell you what, I wanted to do bad Hallmark Christmas movies. They're not all Hallmark, but, but now a, bad Christmas movies have become an entire genre. Well, and as you know, we don't do much prep for this show. We don't do any prep, and, and I could have so pulled we, my computer out and pulled up a list of these movies. But we would have had to I watch them. It would have, have taken hours. No, I've watched deal. a lot. If you want us to have drafts like that, just get your friends to listen. The more listeners, the closer we are to monetization. And if we make money <laughs> off this podcast, we have an extra two hours a week in each of our schedules. Then we could start, you know, doing that, preparing so for the episode. Let us do this full time, <laughs> and you could have an episode. So, a day. Uh, so, what is your first pick for Christmas movie? Anyone that knows me at all knows what it would be. Elf. No. No. Not? It's Christmas Vacation, Phil. Oh, that's the, right. Okay. Okay. This is. Christmas Vacation is one of my top five movies of all time. You quoted, you quoted something Clark, to me. You're a beaut, Clark. Some, you're a beaut, Clark. It's oh, no, you gave Clark. me your sticker. Yeah, my sticker. Your Christmas sticker says you're, like, you're a beaut, Clark. I don't this? know what that is. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, like it's top five movie of all time. Yeah. No. So explain, the, for those that are not Christmas Vacation uh, nuts, what, explain the, the 
the quote, you're a beaut Clark. Yeah, no, it's looking at the tree and uh, the, anyway, Uncle, uh, Cousin Eddie comes in, complete yeah. surprise. He's hilarious in the movie because he's like his redneck cousin, way out of place in the, the the family, you know, if you will. And so they're they're sitting there by the tree and he goes, it's a beaut Clark. And uh, that's where the quote comes from. There you but. go. It's a beaut Clark. Clark anyway. is the main character in the movies. Yes. So my top pick, my well, I was going to say I thought this would be your top pick because it's obvious would be Elf. Yeah, again, one of the greatest Will Ferrell movies of all time. I love. I think. I think so. I like a lot of what Will Ferrell does. Sometimes he goes a little too far. Yeah, a little definitely. Extra and, but this, uh, the great thing about that movie is it captured what Will Ferrell does so well without allowing him to go over that edge. It kept the innocence. <laughs> yes. And it, I think it it allowed him to reach the highest. You know, sometimes if you constrict. Something, a great power, it reaches the greatest heights. It's like rocket fuel. I think yes. Elf, the character of Elf was like rocket. Like, yeah, I would, uh, I would the, put it right the there. cylinder for rocket fuel. With, for, with kicking and screaming in that. Like, yeah, 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 Both of those do that same thing. Where it, yeah. Like, it, so this is what's they make about, him a nice guy. Yes. <laughs> Let's take Will Ferrell and take all the like overtly sexual things and curse words out. <laughs> right, and then you exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, he just was incredible. So what's your second pick? Yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pick some. You know, I mean, this is easy. Christmas the, movies. Christmas movies. Yeah, I, I usually lean way more towards the funny ones uh, if yeah. that, that I would go to. But but I think in my second overall pick, I'm going to pick it's our Christmas tradition with our daughters. Every year on Christmas Eve, we watch The Polar Express. Not a funny one. But the a, Polar Express, yeah. Some would say creepy, just in the a style of animation. Creepy. But uh, no, the girls love it. I love it. Yeah. Polar yeah. Express. Yeah, yeah, Polar Express. It's pretty. That's pretty good. My second pick is going to be also a more serious. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh man, you can't well, get j- much j- better. Jimmy Stewart can't get you much better than that. How is my Jimmy Stewart? You have no idea. Yeah, you're, I don't know. You're like 12 years old. Jump, jump, Jimmy Stewart. I think it's excellent. By is the it, way, wasn't there a Jimmy Stewart who was also like a NASCAR? I'm pretty sure. I don't a famous know. I'm Jimmy 80. <laughs> I'm 80 and from the city. <laughs> NASCAR. Yeah, you're not a country. NASCAR Eddie is just a country song to me. <laughs> you're insulting many people right now, Phil. NASCAR is a way of life. Uh, All right, so what's your third pick? I didn't get that far. <laughs> you still you don't have to get that far. That's the idea. It's a free flow of conversation, Lucas. Yeah, but I feel like I'm gonna regret it later. I don't care. It doesn't matter. We don't actually have to do anything with these picks. You just pick them. I'm so... Speak from the heart, Lucas. Okay, I'll, I'll take... Um, Give glory to God, son. <laughs> I don't know if this does, but uh, I'm going to take The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I have to agree, that's a very good movie. Yeah, the, uh, just the first one, though. If you want the second or third or the series, they're all yours, Phil. Yeah, uh, this of, was... But this was a part of your your minute of curmudgeonry a couple of weeks ago in our yeah. Christmas episode, or a couple of episodes yeah, ago but in our I, Christmas episode. Yeah, but I mean, episode. like, it drives me crazy, but the I still love holes. them. Yeah, yeah. Where where do all these presents come from? Santa Claus is blatantly, Which, yeah, riddled with plot holes. But we don't care, yeah, and that's because there's that moment, the Oscar Mayer weenie whistle, and you, <laughs> I cry every time. And that's where you know, again, you talked about the, the just you you picked Elf full of plot holes. That would have been my number two movie. Like that's how far yeah. I got. So anyway, but go so, on, so, your, your right, final so, pick, final pick, Phil. Final pick is uh uh, and this this is. This is a family thing, too. Both of these are family things, but uh, every year uh, we have to watch White Christmas. Uh, 
Dreamy. Dreamy. I wish. Can I switch? Can I take that Christmas. one? I love White you Christmas. You can't have. Uh, that's why it's a draft. Yeah, I know. You can't have that. I now have White Christmas. I think I destroy you in a Christmas movie game. No, Christmas Something. Vacation is so good that it doesn't matter what the other two picks are. <laughs> All right. What's your final pick? I thought. No, oh, no. I, that was three. That was it. Yeah. Three picks. You know what we both left off was Home Alone, which I think is a really good... Home Alone's good, yeah. Honorable mention to Home Alone. Yeah. And probably five other movies. And uh, let me tell you, worst Christmas movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> we watched... Oh, I feel I feel bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disparage a, a struggling, <laughs> a struggling has-been actress. <laughs> Bring it on, Phil. So, uh, Lindsay Lohan did a Christmas movie this year. Uh-oh. I think it was this year. It it must have been recently, because she looks the age Lindsay Lohan should be. And, uh, oh my goodness, it was really bad. Oh. But we watched the entire okay. thing. Because the way these movies are written, they have these plots that you're like, well, I guess I need to see what happens next. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're well, off work. And what? You're just hanging out of the house. And the Christmas tree's over there. There's there's a lot of th- good community that comes from watching a bad movie together and that there you can is. make fun of it the rest of your life. That's so, right. Uh, and, you know, Lindsay Lohan, if we were to do a Lindsay Lohan movie draft, whoever had the first pick would take <laughs> Parent Trap. Yeah. And then is it is 13 going on 30? Or Freaky know. Friday? Freaky Friday was, was not bad. Uh, she's the Man. That's the one. Oh, Mean Girls. I guess now that I'm saying it, there's a lot of yeah, good she, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Yeah. This mean. was not her finest work. That's okay. Most of what's come out <laughs> recently is not. So Yeah, and those movies are not meant to well, be Phil, fine theater. Uh, I was terrible last week in the coffee portion of the episode where we would talk about uh, dad stories with dad stories with Lucas. Dad stories with Lucas. Do you have a grandpappy story this week? <laughs> do not. No, I don't. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Your, your grandchild, super cute and amazing. My kids, super cute and amazing. Yeah. But honestly, like, I don't know what... I mean, like, I, I can't just tell you stories about how cute they are every week because I feel like yeah. you're like, they're not your kids. You might get bored. I, I don't know. Like, I love Naomi Jubilee, and they do cute things all the time, but... Uh, I guess I could tell a story about my actual kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've done that They're not before. as cute anymore. No. Yeah, my kids are 30, 27... And 23, my daughter just turned 23, which makes me an old codger. I'm getting ready to be a, a uh, an empty nester. She is going to get married and move away Yeah, to Arkansas with her oh. fiance. Josh, we love Josh. He's not our cousin, is he? Not as far as we know. Okay, well, that's but Arkansas. But I did, I did grow up in Arkansas. Oh, is Bronwyn? If you and something happened, would you and Bronwyn still be siblings? Sorry. She is not from Arkansas. <laughs> Terrible joke. That's not. <laughs> now you're really alienating all of our Arkansas listeners. I know. Both our Arkansas listeners. You guys both. Just you know, forgive us. Forgive Lucas for that. Your siblings and married, both of you. So. <laughs> he will be drawn and quartered for those comments. I Lucas. love Arkansas. It's just, you know, one of those things. People make fun of Oklahoma when they're not from Oklahoma. So you have yeah. to make fun of another state for something. Yeah, of course you do. That's the Christian way. That's, yeah. If people make fun of you, you make fun of them. Do unto others as, I don't know, something Speaking like Speaking of the flesh, you know. Speaking of it. Let's talk, Phil. Yeah. So our, our, uh, our topic for this week, man, you just can't start that way. You can't say... So our topic this week. Oh, it's it's like the Parks and Rec. This week on Thoughts for Your Thoughts, we are talking about 
humility. Now, last uh, last uh, last episode, we had had continued this thing, and I think this will probably be the final mindset episode. We had. Don't lie. This will be the final mindset episode in this for a while. For in this thing, but it will all this be brought mini up in, series. in every episode. I am yeah, almost positive. Okay, so last last episode we talked a lot about mindset. We, last three episodes, but we talked about um, kind of your verse and where that goes. But the one thing I really want to talk about is I think to follow Christ is to be humble. Yes, like, like that's a call on believers, and it is the the fruit of a true believer. Believer, one of those things is humility. Yeah. And so I want to talk about what does it actually mean to be humble? Because I think it's really easy to say, I hate myself. That's humility. I'm in the right here. To say I'm a worthless piece of junk means that I'm humble and you can't tell me any different. What did you say? (laughs) What? (laughs) So so you said... (laughs) Okay. So what I'm saying is... (laughs) I think sometimes as believers, we have a false view of humility and that we think what it means is to be worthless or to think of myself as worthless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's the mindset that we get in sometimes. So it's had me thinking and having conversations about what does it actually mean to be humble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Phil, let's talk. Let me ask you this question. What does it actually mean to be humble? Yeah, I mean, I I think the I think the word actually uh, is more supposed to be about being teachable, pliable. It's like clay. I think, and I you know, I'm this is sort of a, a memory from I didn't look this up this morning, but a memory from studying this word at some point is that it's got more to do with uh, uh, teachability than it does with saying, "Oh, I'm less," or "I am." Uh, more, you know, I think it's maybe from uh, where it says, "Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will exalt you at the proper time." Is it James? Uh, but or Peter? I don't know. Somebody said, <laughs> "Good job, Phil." Oh, such a Bible scholar here. So, uh, but humble yourself in the sight of the Lord; He will exalt you at the proper time. Or God gives grace to the humble, but He opposes the proud. Um, so that word "humble," I think, is more about being teachable or being pliable in His hands. And so I think, uh, yeah, rather than being, uh, thinking less of ourselves, uh, it's more about allowing ourselves, it's more about submitting ourselves to him, humbling ourselves under his hand. Interestingly, what does it say? If we humble ourselves under his hand, he will exalt us. So the result of humility is not us going down, it's us going up. Yeah. So true humility is not at all going to look like, oh, I'm just... Well, it's not Eeyore. It's not, yeah. yeah it's I like, think... oh, things are so bad, I'm so bad, I'm not, I'm worthless. You guys, no, you guys go ahead, you guys make the decision. You No, it's not, it's not always stepping back, it's not uh-huh. always pushing yourself out of the way, yeah. it's not always saying, no, we'll do whatever you guys want. Not that you can't, not that you should... I mean, love never seeks its own way. Right. But I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what's a you know somebody that has false humility, um, or who has this false idea of humility. I think yeah. false humility is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah From yeah. a false idea, false humility would be 
it's somebody when, who's actually proud but is pretending to be humble. Yeah, yeah. But did, a false you, idea of humility would be I'm bad. You did a I'm great bad. job today. Oh no, no, don't I don't don't give me those compliments. It's all the Lord. It's all the Lord. And you it's say, well, it wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Andrew Lane method. I don't. Maybe he got it from you. He, he was talking. I think about that's that. Mark Lowry, actually. Uh, okay, you know, it comes, <laughs> old comedian. All comes down. Old Christian comedian. So, yeah. but I. Uh, so what are you looking up there? You're looking up the. I was too. trying to look up. Well, just. In the, and where I want to go is is not this eventually, but so I was just reading this morning uh, on Psalm fifty one, which is David in his after Nathan comes to him to talk about Bathsheba, and just there's there's one verse, and I was trying to figure out where it was that I had read, um, but I I think it's anyway, but he just it's this verse that they say like this is kind of where you see Christian humility playing itself out, but it's. It's David coming to the Lord uh, as broken. Uh, right. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. And I think that's where it was, but just in this like, when we offer our broken self up to the Father, like you said, when we humble ourselves before him, when we, we come in as broken people, he exalts and he yeah. lifts us up, not on ourselves, but on him. Yeah. And so I think like to me and, and reading that and, and looking as especially like in David confessing his sin and having to be called out for his sin to, to yeah. come to the place of confessing Ouch. it. Yeah, <laughs> pain. And there's yeah. other, like Psalm 32, I would encourage you to go read it. And, and I think we're going to do a future podcast really focusing in on on confession and brokenness. But it is here where just he, he comes before God and like, you know, the sacrifices of God, what we sacrifice, what he wants, he says, you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken yeah. and contrite heart. And yeah. I think it is like humility is coming before God with complete and total dependence on him. Yeah. And so it's the mindset of I am no longer me, but Christ who lives within me is that we still come to the place where I am not worthless because I am Christ who lives within me. That's who I am now. You know, yeah. we've talked a lot about that. I am yeah. peace. I am patience. I, so it is like my flesh needs to die. Yeah. And humility is letting my flesh die and coming and living in the fullness of spirit in which it would be insulting to God to say I am worthless at this point. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Like, and it's this kind of weird, almost paradoxical kind of thing. And we want things to be very simple. And so we, a lot of Christians, evangelicals, I don't know, it's probably more than just evangelicals, uh, a lot of people who feel comfortable in sort of a religious Christian type setting uh, are, are very comfortable saying, well, I'm bad. Yeah. Or on, on where, well, I'm just, and you, you've talked to about like the, the pastor who says like, I'm just, we're all just sinners just like you. Like, right. Why would I want to come to faith in a religion <laughs> where you're just like me? No, if the I'm point, just going to remain just like I am. The point is I want to be different and I want you if you're not different than me, why would I want to be like you? Why do I want what you have? Exactly. If you don't have something, I don't have. If you're just like me, what you have is a burden. <laughs> right? You have a book yeah. of rules. No, I want to be different. Yeah. I want to leave all this behind. Right. And That's so how what... does that... Sit? Yeah, because... And here's just the trick. The trick is, so you're telling me, you know, I want, I want you to now say, well... Uh, I'm not going to now lift myself up by saying... Oh, I'm, I'm just like Jesus, but at the same time, it's Christ in me. Exactly. You know that well, it's this view of humility depends completely on you 
coming to the, the knowledge that you are Christ in you. What? It is no longer yeah. I who live, but Christ who lives. And don't me. you think, so I've, I've had this sort of internal argument when I hear people talk about the whole, you know, oh, we're all just sinners saved by grace. And I'm like, we're all sinners by history, but, the, the, but grace really changed who you are. Yeah. Or what is the gospel? What is, you know, if you, you were crucified with Christ and now you've been made alive together with him. I mean, those words made alive together with him, that means you're something completely different, not just different, like him, with him. Yeah. More than just like him, not a facsimile, with him. You've been joined with him. You can't yeah. say anymore, I'm just blank. Right. You can't say that anymore. And so what I feel like if you hang on to this mentality, I'm saying you, 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 because if, we... <laughs> I, if, if I hang on to this mentality, if we hang on to this mentality, what we're doing, this mentality that, oh, I'm just an old sinner, it, what I think what we're doing, and I just, you know, examine your own heart and thoughts and brain here. Aren't we really just saying I'm the one who gets to decide who I am, not God? Is that, you understand? I'm kind of denying that his grace has the power to make me different. Very Armenian. Am I making any sense? Very Armenian. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, I think I guess that's a joke. Completely a joke. But it is. It's, it, it is. It is very Armenian. It's the opposite side of the coin of pride. Whenever you, right. you say that, it, it is almost, it's that like, I get to decide I'm still the boss. I'm still the Lord essentially of my life. Yeah. And it is like, we want we, we think of pride on the opposite side where it's like, look how good I am. Right. But pride can play out as look how bad I am. Yeah. I'm just And a it's sinner. almost like, I, I think you have to believe in, you know, you talk about Armenianism, Calvinism, the first point of Calvinism, which I'm, I don't think I'm either one of those things, a Calvinist or Armenian. Armenian. Phil, it doesn't uh, work Armenian that way. or Armenian? Pick Armenian a... is a European country. Oh. Armenian, is that? Or, I don't know. know. Pick a side or die. I'm neither. Yeah, right. I am neither one of those things. I'm going to guide yourself, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I have a beard, so by that I have to be Calvinist? Uh, no. I have a beard, too. So a I don't think I'm either beard. one of those things, but... But the you know the the first uh, of the five points of Calvinism is total depravity of man. I think if you think you're still a sinner after you're a Christian, you're still just you know just a sinner saved by grace. If you still think that's your identity, you don't really believe in total depravity of man, because I still think you you don't think God had to completely radically had to pull you out and put Jesus in. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? No, I definitely, I definitely hear you in that. You, you believe in the mostly depravity of man, <laughs> right? You know, and I think that because you like, think there was some hope for you, and God just sort of is hanging on to you. He took that, until the end that point oh one percent of you that was, and it is the the argument in, in favor of Calvinism, and that is just that if God didn't choose you, how would there be anything in you that would choose Him? You know, that's the total right. depravity. But it is right for you. Like there wasn't a piece of you that was still good. Right, sin and the curse of man had totally overcome you. Were you were dead in your sins, exactly. And so God has not given mostly you, dead, like most, Princess Bride. You're not mostly yeah, dead all day. Mostly dead. <laughs> He's anyway. You're we, dead. You're all the way dead. You're totally yeah. dead. You're in the grip. You are the dry bones. And I think, like we look at that, 
in scripture and we could yeah. argue about context here but but it is like dry bones aren't kind of dead yeah. you don't see dry there's bones not like coming. a little bit of a chance they'll get up no like you, nobody sees the dry bones and are like take them to the doctor see what he can do <laughs> I don't know why it was that accent. Like, I'm cheering. <laughs> but don't go in swimming for 45 minutes. I can't do the accent either. <laughs> no, but if you don't see dry bones, you're like, maybe there's a chance. No. Right. Yeah, dry exactly. bones are dry bones. Yeah. And yet God calls these dry bones back to life. He causes sinew and he causes muscle and he causes these things to come back and, and bring them to life. Yeah. And for us, like, that belief that, that we were completely and totally dead. Yeah. And this is not an accusatory episode. This is an episode where I want you to walk away mad because of what we said or feeling attacked. But what we want is that that true freedom comes in knowing that we were dead. Yeah. And I that mean, this new life in Christ brings true freedom and brings what humility should look like. I had I had a guy tell me one time, you know, he you have a piece about you. And he's a little younger than I am, and he's kind of in that rat race age. I'm a little older. Little. And I think he's. I think he was sort of looking at me as a, of an older brother. He said, "Like, where do you get that?" I said, "You're not going to like the answer, but the answer is this: I've realized that there's a part of me that's never going to get any better." <laughs> and what I meant was, I have given up on my flesh, and there is a part of, of, and I'm not saying I'm mature, but there is a there is sort of a part of maturity and a part of growth in Christ and a part of this identity that we're talking about and this is that you just give up on the flesh. Well, you just know it ain't gonna, you, you can't fix it. Well, you gotta let go of it. And I think that's the key here, right? And, and to, to bring clarity, because I think that statement could be taken wrong in that you could say like, you give up on the flesh, meaning I'm just, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm never I'm gonna I'm not gonna compartmentalize my sin problems. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're not Gnostic. Uh, no. <laughs> Gnosticism is not coming into play here. We're, no, no, no. And we're not saying that like, Oh, I just gave up as in like, I'm just going to always have that sin until I get to heaven. That's not, no, what, no, 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 no. That's not, not where we're headed. And I, I know that you, thank you, Lucas. Yeah. I just wanted to, sometimes <laughs> I hear those things and that's where my brain goes. And, and I've, I've had a preacher or a guy that I, I respect, but that preached that from the pulpit and never gave clarity. And so I came up like, you're preaching to a bunch of 16 year olds. You can't tell them that, right? Like yeah. you have to clarify, but it that's is why we're both here, Lucas. Yes. Yeah, so we, we have, we have a good give and go here. We have a good, uh, give and go is basketball. Give and take, I think is what you mean. Sure. <laughs> no, you you set it up by alley oop. Uh, yeah, I mine's see, I always see that. Basketball. I see that. We can have pickleball terminology too. Um, I don't even know where we were going. From. We were in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, but just it is. You know, yeah. That you, so we're not to, excusing sin. We're not saying that to there are parts the, of my life I'm never going to allow God access to. That's actually the opposite. And I, the the deal is, you're not working on the flesh. You're letting it die. You're letting the flesh die. You're setting my mind it. on the things of the spirit, going back to yeah. the other Crucify side of this. Crucify the flesh. Let it go to yeah. the grave. Bury it. Don't drag it out and carry it with you like like in your luggage. And so maybe humility, maybe one part of that true humility is surrender. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't carry around this, this sense of depravity anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it is like, if you've truly given your yourself to Christ, you are no longer a part of that total depravity. Yeah, he has delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son or transferred us 
into the kingdom of his son. And that's what I love. I found a newfound love for the Psalms and meditation in them and like looking at David's writing this true emotion. And there are times to come before the, the father, such a worm am I, you know, look at, <laughs> look at me. And like, there's these times to come before him and just, and like Isaiah with the, with the call, like I'm not worthy to be here. And that stays with us. I think, right? Like leaving behind the flesh to die. is not that all of a sudden we walk in and like, what's up, dad? Like, let's, what's bippity bopping along? I don't know why. Again, these accents, they just come out of nowhere and these words, but it is like that. Bippity bopping. And so maybe this is another episode to continue on in, but it is like, there's still that element of it, but there's also the joy that comes. And you look at the Psalms with David and as you walk around and you you go on this emotional roller coaster yes. with a man who is after God's own heart, and you yeah. see this part of the faith, and, and you see in his psalms they don't stay there. You no. know, even in the most of them, and, and, and even as you read through them, you see him going in. And, God, I, I I screwed up here. Like I, yeah. you know, I have sinned against you and you alone, and yet you are my strong tower. I still run to you to sit with. You, you raise me up above my enemies. I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, but I sit at a table with you and dine in front of my enemies. Like all yeah. of these things are written out. And so you see this. Um, yeah. And it's a beautiful I, and picture. Yeah, it is a beautiful picture. And I think that's, you know, one of the greatest things about the Psalms. And I think one of, you know, the first John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive us our sins that, um, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We, you know, confession, you know, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you might be healed. Um, that it's definitely a new covenant thing, confession. And and I think one of the things that the gospel allows us to do then, and when we talk about true humility versus false humility, how do we not then carry, you say we call that moment of confession an altar, which is a decent picture for all of yeah. us as Judeo-Christian thinkers and, you set and the, church people. You set if the you call stones, that an altar, yeah. yeah. How do we move beyond that altar without the sense of shame? And that is, you realize what 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 David began to experience. We have in full, which is the advocate before the Father who pleads day and night and says, yeah. "He's my righteous son." Yeah. Regardless of his behavior, he was my righteous son before, during, and after. I mean, I almost hate to say during. You know, while we're actually performing a sinful act he still is you know in his grace and his his miraculous mercy he still sees us as his righteous children yeah uh we have to learn then to separate the emotion of of that shame and that guilt from the reality of his eternal grace that knew about our sin when he saved us two thousand years ago or you know before the foundation of the world however you want to you know wherever you want to put that in time uh, and and then to be able to say he's faithful and just to forgive us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say he's merciful and gracious to forgive us. It says he's faithful and just. Why is he, why is he faithful and just? Because Jesus took the just penalty for it. Right. And so we have, uh, yeah, our, our humility becomes this acceptance of grace. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but you have to recognize you need the grace. Right. There, there's it, that constant... Well, and, and it is recognition that anytime I go back to my flesh, it's going to stink real bad. It's a tension, and and I think like the the mindset that we are to have, like it, it's really easy to to take the mindset of I am Christ within me and allow that to turn to pride, and yeah. allow that to turn to I am right always because I'm Christ. Oh within yeah, me. and but, I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's not good, and, and I, I've even done it. Yes, 
Yeah, I think and we've talked about it. It's good to have a sense of self-doubt because knowing yeah. that in our current state where we are, like we still have the flesh trying to creep back up with us. We still have the great deceiver and whispering it, lies into our mind. Yeah. Our flesh is still subtle. And it's still there. And so it is the the act of of killing it throughout our life. It's dead, right? Like it, I yeah. when I say killing it, I mean like Putting it in the grave, putting yeah. the tombstone up, and leaving it alone. If we, it there. if it sounds like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth, saying, "Well, it's dead, but you got to kill it." Um, this is just one of those things. The New Testament, the revelation of Paul in particular, but the the apostles and of Jesus teaching on this subject is not really cut and dried because it says we have been crucified with Christ, and that Paul says, "I die daily," and. Uh, put to death the things of the flesh. So yeah. there's both. There, these are two things that are, there's a spiritual reality and there's sort of this practical activity. Yeah, that we engage act. in mentally and spiritually and in our relationship with the Lord. So yeah, and, and it's again like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But no, also, but it's not thing, meant to just be a rule or the a, things of God are not the things of man. Yeah, and like time is not a construct to God. Like he's not bound what? by the same constraints. <laughs> He's not bound by the same constraints we are. I, You're a child of your generation sometimes, Lucas. Thank you. I guess. Child of the king, Phil. That means I am right every time. No, maybe we just even confused you more. But it, it is constantly in the Christian life, right? We are called to walk in attention. And this is another area where we are called to walk in attention. You don't, you don't say attention like A-T-T-E. No, A space T-E-N-S-I-O-N. Yes. We are called to walk in a... Between these two realities, a spiritual reality. What are you doing? Sorry, I think Tori just walked in the door. Tori. Hi, Tori. Does that mean it's time for me to go home? Uh, Soon. Oh, man. You know what, Lucas, this has been awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I, and I, we said this was going to be the last episode on these things. But I, I would really, <laughs> no. We're going to have another one next time where I want to continue talking about humility. Because we didn't even get to what I, where I really wanted to go is I want I'm to talk so about. No, it's okay. We had a great conversation and we were on our way and we'll get there next time. But it is Jesus as our perfect picture of humility. And that if Jesus was humble, then it cannot mean that you're worthless. Because Jesus obviously was sinless and perfect. And powerful. And, and powerful, and yet he was and humble. And purposeful. Okay, great. So I, that's that's next uh, episode. I'm super amazing. excited about it. Amazing. That is that is really exciting because I think we're, this sets us up perfectly to go into that. So Okay, Phil, uh, minute of culture or curmudgeonry, bring it. Uh, yeah. Okay, this, so this is like preacher kid culture. Okay. I think. I don't know. I was raised by a preacher. And so I don't know. I feel like I share this with a lot of preacher's kids and minister guys. But we like sort of semi-dirty jokes that are not dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are yeah. kind of dirty, almost dirty. Edgy. Have you, so there's a Planet Fitness commercial that talks about low energy. Have you seen it? No. Oh gosh. See, no, I, don't I can't really talk about it. I don't watch yeah. So we, you know, if you but if you gotta watch, if, you know, you watch the playoffs. They show them during during uh, football games and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of dirty, but not dirty. And I just think it's hilarious, and I can't even describe it because it's gonna sound like I'm being dirty. <laughs> So I'm not going, I'm just going to say Planet Fitness has commercials about low energy. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. I think I can see where you're going. You're just but... way too sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. If this offends you, if you watch the commercial and you're offended, I am sorry. <laughs> but come on. I'm sure we I can don't find care. Out. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to. That's all I'm saying. Is that a Larry the Cable Guy reference? <laughs> that is a Larry the Cable Guy reference. Speaking of dirty. <laughs> yes. I...
I don't know if that's been a minute, but uh, oh, it, it was has. A, it was good time, good times, good times, good times. <laughs> well, right, Lucas, Phil? it's been awfully fun. Yeah, where can people go if they want to know more? Uh, they can go to our Facebook page. They can go to our Instagram, yeah. which is Loving Pancakes. Love it, love it, pancakes. <laughs> if they have uh, questions, comments, concerns, what can they do? They can email us at secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. Or you can email us at secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. Both or email addresses. Or they, what? Or they can slide into our DMs. They on could DM Instagram us on one of those. They're on the social medias. The social networks. Yeah. We're there. So, We're there. Phil, any last words? That was nice and strong. Sometimes it's really weak. Sounds more like. <laughs> I love it. You hear that? that was really great. All right. Love hey, and pancakes. Have a great uh, day. Valent? No, you already had Valentine's Day. Have a great February. 17th, have a great rest of February. Whatever you're wearing. Yeah, God bless you guys. We love you guys. Okay, bye. Yeah, mine's a void. Don't know what's going in there. Gonna go hard now. I don't know what I'm saying. These thoughts are just flowing and going, and I don't know where I'm going, and I'm stopping because my mind works that way. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting here thinking, and Phil and I conversate all the time, and we talk about things, and they really don't rhyme, but that's okay. We've got the time to talk, and you've got the time to listen. Apparently, you got this far. Now you know how we talk about Jesus hard. Lord. Ah! <laughs> I was going. You were going really I was going. Well. That was really I was great. Oh, to the school, you know.